Welcome to Hope Anchors. I'm Sean, and normally you would hear Johnny, my co-host, introduce himself. Together, we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who you are to all that Jesus is. In Hebrews 6.19, we read, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure. The introduction for this episode is a little different because Johnny and I decided to sit down and just talk on the topic of joy. And it became my responsibility to edit the starting point and ending point for the first two episodes. So here in part two, we will pick up the conversation as Johnny and I discuss the passage found in the book of Luke chapter two, beginning with the eighth verse, when the angel appeared before the shepherds and told them to fear not. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. So once again, welcome to Hope Anchors, and we hope you enjoy this series called Joy. We see something about, um, you know, the the source of our joy and what the angels told the shepherds, but that this was good news of great joy. That word great means mega. It means large and great in the widest sense. It can mean abundant, big, High, huge, loud. I love that it it can mean loud, uh, mighty, and strong. And then that word joy can be delight and gladness, mm. uh, an awareness of God's favor. Again, you know the way that we had defined it earlier was how it's this uh, this this calmness, this delight, this calm delight that comes to us, uh, and. And that that's just, I, I love that. It's a great sense of calm delight, and it's a promise that is for every single one of us. Um, but the, the yeah. When you say for every single one of us, you, you think about who who this angel, who God is telling first mm-hmm. about the birth of his son. Yeah. He's telling shepherds. Yeah, you would think. He's not telling the religious leaders of the right. world. He's not telling some kings or anything else. Not he's the telling, priests, not the prophets of their day. He's telling you, he's telling you, our listeners, the simple people, the ones that are untrained, that have no idea what to do with this information. No theological education. None. So, I mean, when I think Just of guys this, out in the fields working with shepherds, yeah, with sheep, with sheep, <laughs> well, with other shepherds, but other yeah, shepherds, sheep. yeah. And, and when I hear this and I think of this, I think of myself as someone that God is going to share that has shared the good news with me and wants me to share this with others and wants me to take action. I'm going to give you some information and I need you to take action with this information. And that's what he has done with these shepherds, these simple people that are taking care of sheep. Uh, and, and, you know, they had a choice. They were told this information. They had a choice of what to do next. They could continue in just shepherding their sheep. Or they could do what we've always said to do. When you hear something and you're not sure about it, you read something in the Bible and you're not sure about it, we always tell you to go and investigate Look other, up uh, other things. Go and find out for yourself if this is really happening. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what these shepherds did. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see for themselves. Yeah. So you hear, I'm bringing you great news, and they're like, okay, what's this news? What is this? But they went out and they saw for themselves what this great news was. Um, that's what we need to do is when we hear something, investigate it. Look for it, see it, and if it's true, and we believe, 
Now we have the next action. Yeah. I often hear uh, sometimes of either couples or even families where one person's faith may be stronger than another, or maybe you just feel like you're kind of going along for the ride. Maybe you're going to church because you just agreed to do it because someone else, it's, you know, a part of someone else's life. But, you know, this is something that's meant to be personal for you. Uh, don't, don't live out your faith through someone else. Learn from each other. Grow mm-hmm. together. But make sure that this is a, a personal faith, you know, that you're not, you don't have faith just because your parents were Christians, but that you have actually made this personal, that you're looking at this yourself, you're experiencing this for yourself. Uh, that even goes true with this podcast, folks. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, um, we encourage you to investigate the things that we say. Yeah. I mean, don't just take our word for it. Don't just take the person's word for it that sits there or stands there in front of you on Sunday morning. I mean, yes, they've been trained. They know what they're to say and everything else. But still, there are things that's going to be said that you're going to hear that you need to question. You need to investigate for yourself. What's going to bring you some great joy is when your heart is filled because you accomplished something. You investigated it. You believe it even more. And the more you investigate, the more you believe, the better relationship you're going to have with God, that is what's going to give you even greater joy. Not just what somebody else says. Don't get your joy because you see somebody else smiling, having a good time. That's great. And have joy for them. Have joy. But that can't be your source of joy. So some of the things that the shepherds did, their response to the the news that they received is really cool. I mean, I, I love that they went and investigated for themselves, but then they, you know, so not only were these the the first people who heard about the uh, the birth of Christ, but these were some of the first, if not the first, people to actually speak about what they heard. So th- literally, they are the first evangelists. Yeah, they're the first ones to 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 share with others broadly about what God had told them and what they had, what they had seen, what they experienced. And they didn't have a TV. They didn't have Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, so they spoke, they spoke for themselves. They, they, they shared what they saw. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, what the text says that all who heard marveled at what they were hearing the shepherds say, you know, this wasn't coming from trained, articulate communicators, preachers, prophets, uh, people were marveling at what these shepherds had to say because of the news that they had received and the things that they saw. And then they also, they worshiped. I, you know, I love that uh, they ended up going back to their fields. They continued to be shepherds, but the text says that they worshiped, you know, they went back to their fields, glorifying God for what they heard and saw. And, you know, they didn't, they didn't go looking for the, uh, the closest synagogue, they were just out in the fields. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. They weren't looking for street corners to go yell at. I, I do. I like that. They, they worship for themselves. And sometimes uh, that, that is something that I think um, as believers um, that are Jesus followers and everything else, we just think of, well, the only time I should worship is in church on mm-hmm. Sunday. That's the only day. That's my source of worship is on Sunday. There's so many things that we can do to worship God. Worshiping God is not sitting here uh, listening to your pastor and singing a few songs on Sundays or even listening to this podcast. They're all parts of worship. 
But you know, when you're driving in your car, you can be listening to radio stations, the, you know, the message, K-Love, and so on, um, that will worship God. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're getting ready to have a meal and you say a prayer, you're worshiping God. When you go to bed and you just kind of a verse, if you're in a Bible study, if you're doing anything, if you are sharing your joy, you are worshiping God. These men went back and worked the fields with the sheep, and they were glorifying God. And they were praising God. They were worshiping. Mm. And that's what we're really trying to say is don't just wait for Sunday to worship God. Worship God every day. Mm -hmm. Anytime you get a chance. Because the more you worship him, the more that joy meter stays full. Mm. The more you're in love with him is the more he loves you. I mean, actually, I, I take that back. His love for you will never go down. It's unchangeable. Unchangeable. It's constant. It's always full. And his desire is to be with you in that relationship. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, those three moves that the shepherds make are three moves that we can make as well. That we would actively investigate things, that we would you know, actively look at things, that we would see things for ourselves. And the ways that you could do that is that you would be in the word yourself. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, you know, I love listening and uh, being in church and hearing from other uh, preachers, communicators. I love learning from other people, uh, but it, it can't replace your own personal study as well. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've shared this, but I love my mom's practice. She, she has uh, some of her favorite uh, radio preachers that she listens to and she'll take notes and then she'll transfer those notes into her Bible. And she is taking what she is learning from others, but then making it personal. Uh, You know, make sure that your own personal, your own experience is as personal as the shepherds. You know, let us go look and see what what has happened. Not, okay, they heard from the angels, then they went back to their fields. No, they went to go, go investigate for themselves. Do that yourself as well. You know, make sure that you are personally involved in a relationship with God, uh, both in terms of your own uh, study of the word. But then I'd encourage you to to get into a smaller group of people. It could be that your connection is a house church. Maybe you gather together with 15, 20 other people in a house. Uh, Maybe you you can get involved in a small group or some kind of class that a church uh, has uh, offered, you know, just make sure that you're also interacting with other people and learning from them. That is also a part of how you can investigate this and see this for yourself. But then, you know, doing what the shepherds did in terms of sharing it for yourself, you know, speak, uh, share what God is sharing with you. Uh, it's, you know, it's such a cool thing to hear, you know, and I love hearing hearing what people have to say. So it's, you know, sometimes I'll ask the question, so, you know, what's what's God teaching you lately? And I, I love hearing, or even asking, "Hey, what what part of the what part of the word are you in right now? You know, what's really feeding your soul?" Yeah. And you know, just making sure that our sharing isn't just about sharing the gospel of Jesus or the four spiritual laws or how somebody can come to faith in Christ. It's your sharing can have something to do with what you just learned that morning. I think when we look into the Bible and we we dive into this, um, into the verses and what the each books are, you know, when we look at uh, the whole book of Matthew and we look at, you know, when we went through our series of the book of Acts and we keep going back into the Old Testament, these are stories, these are things that have happened over 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, you know, who knows how long ago with God's time and everything else. 
but they are still, when you investigate and you read these stories, you can look at them and say, how do, how do they reflect my life mm -hmm. today? Investigate to see where the warnings are and everything else that we've talked about, what my rock built on. Uh, we go through these things and we, how does that relate to you today? And you share how this relates to you today. When you talk, when we talk about a personal relationship, uh, the Bible is a living Bible. It is still alive today. The things that were being said and warned, we can see those same things happening today. The world has not changed. From the beginning, the world is still the same. Satan is still around this world, creating chaos. But when we get into the scriptures, we can see how God is, is interacting with you on a personal level. And that is what we're really saying. Those are the things you want to share. You know, yeah, you know what? We can talk about what James saw and what, you know, what Jesus did and how Matthew lived with him. Those are great. But how does that really affect you today? And it's so interesting to listen to new believers um, talk about you know how they're investigating these things and how it really relates to them today. And you see the smile on their face. You see them starting to, you see that joy meter start mm -hmm. creeping up because they can see it and feel it today. Uh, I encourage you to look in your past and see where God has been with you. When you thought you were all alone or when you thought that God wasn't with you and you look back and you can see things where God has actually placed the right people in your life to get you through that chaos. And you go, wow. So it's not what happened to you 20 years ago. I love the fact when you say, don't, you know, don't just worry about what happened to you 20 years ago. Look at what's happened to you two hours ago, mm -hmm. two minutes ago. You know, when you first started to listen to this, how has your mind changed? Mm -hmm. You know, or what is, what is it that you want to investigate to move forward? Uh, in this and then share that with other people. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I just read this. I just found this. I just figured this out. Um, I, I've done this many times. I remember going through and it was like, I had been following Jesus. I've been doing some things. I got onto my own little world. And uh, I remember talking to somebody that has been a Jesus follower for years. And I remember the first time I realized, and I came across it in scripture and I go, Oh my gosh, I never realized that John the Baptist was Jesus's nephew or his cousin, cousin yeah, yeah, yeah. his cousin. And I, they looked at me like, uh, yeah, didn't you know that? <laughs> it was like, no, I didn't. It was yeah. like, I was excited because I just, I, it was something was just revealed to me yeah. as simple as that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just saw this. And is that true? It was like, uh, yeah. Hmm. It's like, oh, well, okay. Maybe it's not as exciting for you, but man, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, you see these little things. Share those little things uh, because for somebody else, they mean I've never known that. They didn't realize that. The idea that the first uh, evangelists were just simple shepherds. Mm. Sometimes you don't realize how simple that is and how amazing that is. That, you know, because we always hear this time of the year, it's about the three wise men, it's about those that bring gifts. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and that's what we want to talk about. The manger scenes, all about the, you know the three wise men. But in all reality, it's the simple shepherds yeah. that are 
to share this great news. Simple people, just like you and I, folks, not like Johnny, Johnny special, <laughs> you know, uh, special case, special, special. <laughs> uh, but you know, and that's what it is. Uh, it, it's, it's how we share and what we share because what we have seen for ourselves. And don't forget about the third move oh, that, yes. you know, you, you definitely need to, to be worshiping throughout the week. I think too many of us make the mistake of just allowing a, um, one morning a week and for a few moments during that morning that we will worship. And I, I think we're really doing ourselves a disservice when we're not focusing up on God throughout the week. And so even just making sure, <laughs> I was thinking about this, a lot of times we call those moments in the mornings, or maybe you're uh, an, an evening person, but the quiet time, you know, are, are you having a quiet time with the Lord? I think some of us, we need to have a loud time with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. We need to, you know, start our quiet times with a little bit of worship and, you know, kind of shake things up a bit, you know, just move around a bit, you know, just, uh, you know, especially when you think about the whole idea of what mega means, that mega isn't just abundant and big and huge, but it also can mean loud, that maybe you you need some loud joy in your life. So turn that worship up, turn up some upbeat worship and dance like David did. King David was was in this one scene where he was just dancing before the Lord and he could care less about what anybody else thought about him. <laughs> and you can do that. I oh, mean, yes. you can you can dance, you can sing, especially if nobody's around, you know, you're in a, a house or apartment all by yourself, whatever it might be. Although I, I do love seeing and sometimes I make a fool of myself, too. But, you know, I could be in the car and I'm singing and, you know, you look over at somebody else in the in their car. And they're just, you know, heads bobbing, they're singing, they could care less about the world. And, you know, maybe that's what we need is that our quiet times need a little bit of loud times. But we need to make sure that worship is something that we're doing, not just one day or one a few moments once a week, but that we're actually doing it daily. And that we're making sure that church, that building that we go to isn't the only place that we're worshiping in. So, you know, do as the shepherds did worship where you are they worshiped at work maybe you can maybe you've got that opportunity where you can actually worship at work yeah you've talked about this when you first came to uh realize who jesus was and the music that you listened to and what you traded in you know you traded two groups for another two groups (laughs) you know uh you said you used to listen to what was it judas priest Uh, yeah uh, yeah, judas priest yeah and and changed over and started listening to um and i'll I'll admit i you know (laughs) i I don't always listen to christian music but i do know that there is a difference in my own mentality when i am focusing on songs that you know lift up god as opposed to lifting other things up yeah I, i love when you said the upbeat music it was like for me my first upbeat uh heavy Christian music was listening to Skillet. And I still love nice. Skillet. Nice, yeah, I, I love Skillet. Skillet. And I remember we were at the um, down at the old um, Superdome in, in New Orleans. We were on a, a mission trip down there, and mm. Skillet was performing. You know, this huge, and these kids, uh, teenagers, were like, "Mr. Rice, Mr. Rice, would you mind staying and listening to uh, it's Skillet?" And I never knew who they were, but mm. it was like, "Oh my gosh!" It just it was so great. Yeah, and I'm sitting there jumping up and down and and. <laughs> and just just celebrating with these kids, you know, mm. with these young adults. And they were looking at me like, oh, my goodness, what is going on with him? It's like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so. So, yeah, turn up. I love that. Be loud sometimes, you know, with your worship yeah. uh, and, and dance like who cares, you know, because <laughs> God, God just wants to see that joy. He wants to rejoice with us. 
You know, as we close out our second conversation, I just want to give you that invitation once again. You know, great joy is promised to all of us, and you can be one of the all who experience great joy. Uh, our source of joy is Jesus. Yep. And so just take, it doesn't have to be Christmas. <laughs> no. Take some time, focus on Jesus. You know, uh, read one of the biographies on him, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Read one of the letters that some of the other followers had written about him as well. But just take some time to focus your life, focus your attention, focus a, a few quiet moments every morning. Uh, after you've had your loud time, have some quiet time, spend yeah. some time with the word, but focus on Jesus and see why that great news that was given to the shepherds would would have caused great joy in their lives and that that promise was to each and every one of us. Amen to that, Johnny. And in the next episode, we're going to continue this conversation and talk about the celebration, about celebrating joy and what that's going to look like. So thanks for listening to Hope Anchors. Paul wrote in Romans 15, 4, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And that is our purpose, to give you something to anchor your hope to. So please don't ever give up. Keep looking up and keep hope alive.